Greetings, Parish Orphans of Retrogrades. Breaking news yesterday and today that Pope Francis has claimed President Joe Biden's support for abortion is a pastoral matter and even a matter of his private conscience. On today's Rules for Retrogrades episode, we'll be dealing with the strange incoherence by Francis as he simultaneously, A, ridicules Biden's position as one of incoherence, but B, defers to the pastor of each individual abortion politician, such as Biden, when they allow such incoherence to go unanswered. That'll be the subject of today's show. Breaking news just a couple of hours before our show today is the actual naming, the actual appointing of the three women to the Vatican's dicastery for bishops. It's no longer called a congregation, thanks to Pope Francis. We named at least one of them in the Rules for Retrogrades episode on the same from late last week. Uh, Vatican, this is from Vatican News. Francis appoints three women to the dicastery for bishops, Sister Raffaella Petrini, which I know I named her. We had that name as far back as late last week. Secretary General of the Governorate of Vatican City State, uh, Sister Yvonne Ruengoat, former Superior General of the Daughters of Mary, Help of Christians, and Dr. Maria Leah Zervino, President of the World Union of Catholic Women's Organizations. So this is going to be a catastrophe. Not only are laymen um, promoted now to this congregation, dicastery, for the naming of bishops, but worse than laymen, some laywomen, which are definitely affected by feminism, and this is um, all part of a UN program that Francis is mirroring with Catholic parallelism to uh, advance women into positions of historically patriarchal prominence. Now, in the Roman Catholic Church, of course, the offices in the congregations were explicitly, not just historically, patriarchal uh, by nature because Christ selected 12 apostles in the nature of the church. We don't have to revisit that today, right? Between my wife and me, we've written two books on it. No more detail is needed, but that set of appointments actually happened today, and we'd reported on it as late as um, Friday or Saturday of last week. So, <laughs> more ruin to come for the church. I don't know what to tell you guys, by the way, anymore. When people say, they write me emails, and they say, Tim, how should I keep from being blackpilled? I'm like, I don't know, think about Fatima, the miracle, and the message of Fatima. Consider the cross. Consider the reality of the Eucharist that you're allowed to take at, on Sundays. And uh, the reality of the gospel. And outside of that, I don't know. Yeah, the, the church, what is the meaning of the, let's call it ruin, of the church itself? and the ostensible authority of the church? I don't know. Wait and see on that one. But don't go anywhere. Don't run from the bark of Peter. There's nothing to get blackpilled about. The Eucharist is the ultimate white pill. No, no pun intended. It's almost a literal 
consecrated white pill that is body, blood, soul, divinity of our Lord Jesus. Stay the course. Speaking of emails and mail and communiques between you parish orphans and retrogrades and myself, thank you for sending me your emails. Thank you for sending me your letters. We always do our very best to get back to you. And uh, if we take a little bit longer than you prefer, write us again. No, no harm is done. I'd like to thank the canons regular of St. John Cantius, who sent me this handsome mug before you, before this handsome mug here. Uh, Amen. And a, a basket of goodies. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. And it is truly a handsome mug. I was having a debate the other day on mug sizes, ideal mug sizes. I like this slightly bigger uh, jug of coffee in front of me, so... Thank you. And also, look into Beretta Books. That is the hat, not the gun. Both are good. Beretta Books, which is the new uh, publication arm of St. John uh, uh, Cantius, uh, the canons regular of St. John Cantius. So thank you all, and thank you all for sending me emails. Now, I've told you for a long time, get to a blue state. There was an interesting... I'm sorry, get to a red state. <laughs> get out of your blue state. What? Um, yes. Get to a red state. I was looking for a tweet when I, when I said this. Catholic conservative uh, on Twitter said this to me uh, recently. You know, uh, more or less, Tim, uh, you were also right on your shows telling people to get out before this happened and to keep their new red states red. And what they meant by this is a return to a mask mandate appearing... Uh, imminent in LA County. Here's what to expect. It's a story. And uh, Catholic conservative on Twitter, thank you for all the love you always send. Rules for extrogrades direction. He said, uh, Tim, you called this. Yes. Get out of your blue states. Get to a red state before the lockdowns begin in earnest again, which should be correlative to the midterm elections. That's all I'll say there. Correlative to the fall. And it's going to be harder to get out of your blue states and get to a red state when the summer ends. It always is, even without skullduggery afoot. And there's plenty of skullduggery around, uh, to go around. So get out now, mid and late summer. Make it happen as quickly as you can. Go to realestateforlife.org. People really listen to me in my recommendations to Real Estate for Life because they know that I'm practicing what I preach. It's a firm commitment that this channel, Rules for Retrogrades, has. We have a program here on this channel in the English sense of the term, P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E. There is a whole vision on this channel that those of you who watch Retrogrades and Parish Orphans, you watch for a reason. It's not just, oh, be Catholic. Or just be trad Catholic. You can get that on other channels, right? A more specific, I'd say, more helpful program of how to live out Catholic tradition in the real world. It involves, well, the arguments of Catholic Republic, my first book. The tactics of Rules for Retrogrades, my second book. The doctrines of the case for patriarchy. And if I might say, that was my third book. And my fourth book, which is due out in less than a month now, Don't Go to College, The Sort of Return to the Home Economy. So a total package of rejecting feminism, 
Men need to lead the households. They need to be holy and happy. They can't be porn-addled fools, weak, squeaky fools. They need to be Aragorns. Their wives need to be their handmaidens um, with a worthy lord. And the wives should be at home, preferably homeschooling the kids. You don't need the two cars. You only need one car. You don't need the constant interaction with the outside world when COVID-23 happens. You don't need that. You're not dependent on it. You are a home oikonomia. You're homeschooling your own kids. You don't really care what the local public schools are doing, though they shouldn't be doing filthy, sinful stuff. Yeah, you're not even having to teach to AP standards or anything when your homeschooled kids approach high school because you're not concerned what the colleges are doing because outside of a small minority, you're not worried about college. Your kids will get married young or go to the priesthood, or the convent young, and uh, um, repeat cycle. So subsidiarity, keeping it all close to home, very limited government, and extremely, extremely patriarchal home order is central to what we do. It keeps people self-reliant. It keeps true Catholic conservatism, truly Catholic and truly conservative. If you fail on any of these scores, if you don't read Catholic Republic, you're going to be missing out on the wider picture on subsidiarity. If you don't read The Case for Patriarchy, you're going to be, or Steph's book, uh, Ask Your Husband, you're going to be missing out on the dimension of how the proper household economy runs. Male-led, female-run when the man's away from the home, hopefully homeschooled. And, of course, it all works when people don't have the six-figure debt looming over their head for each child. You don't have a hundred to 200000 in debt for each of your kids. That's ridiculous. That looming debt alone of feeling you need to send your kids to college keeps the pressure on to not homeschool them, to get a second household income, and send your wife, uh, farm your wife out to work, all that stuff. And then when husbands and wives are each working, they lose control of the home, and they are more tolerable, they're more amenable of governmental programs. That's how it works. So this show has an entire program, and it's comprised basically of my books and my wife's book, and it all goes together. There's nothing else like that out there on the internet. So if you want to continue supporting us, buy our books. More specifically, go to Timothy J. Gordon at Patreon to support. We're in our third week of the Father Elijah reading group for all patrons. If you want to get in on that, it's not too late. Become a patron today for all levels. Lots of ads here today, but it's fine because I think the story is relatively simple. I think everyone gets it. I'm at LifeSite, an article written by an article. Sometimes it's hard to find the authors on these LifeSite articles. Michael Michael Haynes, Pope Francis, Biden's support for abortion is a matter for his conscience and his pastor. Here's a quote directly from Francis. I think you guys get this. Let him talk to his pastor about this incoherence, said the pontiff. Now, before I get into the text of this article, I would remind you that as Francis has made it easier, in a very real way, for a a pastor to take sole uh, uh, proprietorship over the abortion of his parishioner, 
in this case, uh, or the abortion endorsement of his parishioner. In this case, Joe Biden, also think Nancy Pelosi, who visited the Vatican a week and a half ago. Um, um, Abortion-supporting politicians, they've ma- so he's also made it easier for the abortion-supporting politician himself, right? If it's a pastoral matter, all you have to do is go to the liberalist pastor in town, and every city in the country, every city in the world, has at least one liberal pastor that, if you're Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi, will furnish you with the body and blood of Christ at communion. Well, this reflects a change that Francis made in 2015 and then solidified in 2016 for the ones who procure the abortion themselves, the, the uh, woman as murderer, the mother turned murderer. I'm reading from a national uh, uh, public radio article called Francis Grants to All Priests the authority to absolve abortions. Uh, the Vatican has long considered abortion such a grave sin that only bishops can grant absolution. The Pope changed that temporarily in 2015. This article is from 2016. Now he's extended the change indefinitely. So you see what is going on here? Let me zoom out and give you the broader picture. That's why people come to rules for retrogrades. Whether you're an abortion endorsing politician or an abortion procuring uh, murderer, woman, yourself. Pope Francis, even though he decries abortion as the equivalent of hiring a hitman, which I agree with, um, he has made this aspect of moral theology less like doctrine and more like discipline. Here's what I mean by that. Discipline is supposed to be furnished exclusively by pastors, at most bishops, it can vary locale to locale. Nay, strike that. It does vary discipline from locale to locale. There's nothing necessarily timeless about it. And if you recall that today's date is nearly the one-year anniversary to the very day, or three days off, because by my count, today is July the 13th, year of our Lord 2022. Well, what happened on July the 16th of 2021, 362 days ago? Pope Francis promulgated now now infamous and ironically named Traditionis Custodis, where he dealt with a, a discipline, the liturgy, specifically the TLM. And in Traditionis Custodis, he took away that discipline from individual pastors and he granted the power to the bishops, essentially undoing uh, Benedict XVI's Summorum Pontificum. So Francis cannot be seen as having a universal program, again spelled the British way, of restoring to pastors all things. He doesn't. What Francis's program is ostensibly, better said, is he's making doctrine disciplinary, particularly moral theology doctrine disciplinary, and he's making discipline more like doctrine or even dogma. Why? Because he, is, he has uh, ossified the hard spirit of Vatican II stance against the Tridentine Latin Mass. You guys all know this. That's a disciplinary matter. 
I've argued the mask could be changed. People don't all realize my intense distaste, disavor for the Novus Ordo. I, I really, really can't stand going. Okay, I, I, I strongly, strongly dislike the abomination of the, the Novus Ordo mass. Always have. But I do believe it's a discipline. It certainly can and has been changed in the past. I don't think that it ever should have been changed. Uh, fie on all the writers and ratifiers of the new mass. And even Sacrosanctum Concilium, right? I, I really don't appreciate it. We should have the TLM. We didn't need modifications. But it's a discipline. They changed it for better or for worse. It's definitely for worse. And yet Francis doesn't believe in pastors having what is by its nature pastoral. The ability that, that Pope Benedict XVI dispensed, as I think part of the natural law, the capacity of pastors to do the pastoral. If a pastor wants to say the Latin Mass, I don't even think you have to be the, the pastor in charge of a parish under Samorum Pontificum, to say, hey, I'm going to do the, the Latin Mass. No bishop was allowed to stop you. That's appropriate. Well, Francis undid that with his ecclesiastical anti-subsidiarity. So he's made the doctrinal disciplinary, that is moral theology, he has in at least two ways made it easier on abortion favoring folk, whether you're the one that Tells people to go get them. Who, who knows, you know, what a bunch of these abortion politicians might have abortion in their own histories, in their own past. I don't know. But that might be part of the dementia, the pathology of the mind that enables them to smile on this horrible, horrible thing, abortion. Whether you're that person, you know, or the one procuring it yourself, Francis, while he decries abortion... He's making it much easier on the partisans of abortion. And he's doing so under the rubric of whatever you want to call it. Uh, ecclesiastical subsidiarity, let's say. Giving, giving, making this a pastoral decision. I'm going to read to you the LifeSite News article in a second. Uh, he's granting priests the authority to absolve abortions. He's granting individual priests, not not taking the word of bishops such as Nancy Pelosi's archbishop, Cordelione, he's taking the power out of the hands of the bishops to do something that is Episcopal by nature, that belongs in the hands of the sovereign. And I'm a big champion of subsidiarity, particularly in secular government. This is not a pastoral thing, doctrine. In other words, the natural law, timeless, unchanging moral theology, teachings that's all doctrine means, is teachings of the church about natural law, does not change as you cross the border from Poland to Germany, a conservative to a politically liberal country. Abortion is not condemnable in Poland, but uh, above reproach in Germany, even if culturally that might be the case. It is always and everywhere wrong. So why should this be a pastoral matter? The doctrinal is not pastoral. The doctrinal is universal. And that's the genius of the church. Friends of ours, people we've admired, people who started websites we looked at, you know, I believe good men like Steve Skojic have left the church over this issue. 
that Francis, in his 266th pontificate, have made the doctrinal disciplinary and the disciplinary doctrinal. Try to say that 10 times fast. Literally, it's driven good men from the church. That's what's at issue here. And then they see him doing the exact opposite when they look at uh, the document he circulated almost a year ago today in Traditionis Custodis. That's truly a pastoral matter. Understand why. Doctrine can't change because it's about nature. Discipline can change because it's not about nature. It's about our human ritual responses to surrounding nature. And our responses can, within certain acceptable bounds, vary. There can be variants. That's what a discipline is. It doesn't mean I think anyone in the right mind can prefer the Novus Ordo to the TLM. I just think that's crazy. But we had both for a long time. The questionable conditions until Benedict comes along, gives us the TLM supposedly always and everywhere, though in my diocese back in California, they still messed with us TLM goers and the TLM sayers, even after some more in Pontificum, but they weren't supposed to be allowed to. And Francis undid that. He moved the opposite direction to what he's doing in this lifestyle article. So let's go to it. He says, let, let him, Biden, talk to his pastor about this incoherence. Well, what, what good does talking or dialogue do in regard to an incoherence? The fatherly duty of all bishops when it's an incoherence on a doctrinal, clear, natural law matter, like that's murder, is to set straight their spiritual son. If Joe Biden's your spiritual son, you, that makes you seem really old, one. And uh, mercy on your soul, number two, because that's, that's a deluded man. But yeah, and if he doesn't, if he, Biden, doesn't see your point of view, if you're his bishop, then you've got to deny him the sacraments. Same thing. Pace Nancy Pelosi. Here's how this story broke yesterday. Pope Francis has noted the incoherence of President Joe Biden's support for abortion as a Catholic, but said that he leaves it to Biden's conscience whether to receive Holy Communion or not. That's not a matter of the sovereignty of conscience. It is a certainty, guaranteed by both canon law and scripture itself, more highly regarded, that if Every time, not if, every single time that Biden or Pelosi go and receive the Eucharist, they are desecrating the body and the blood and the soul and the divinity of Jesus. So, conscience has nothing to do with it. Biden's very poorly formed, spiritually illiterate, morally perverted, I think, you know, lots, lots of people would think sexually perverted conscience, uh, has nothing to say on the matter of value. Speaking to Spanish TV network Univision in an interview segment released July the 12th, the 85-year-old Pope condemned abortion, saying that scientific data, and this is correct, show that a month after conception, the DNA of the fetus is already present and the organs are already aligned. Great. Is it fair to eliminate a human life, he asked? As for the position of self-described Catholic U.S. President Joe Biden 
and his prominent promotion of bishops, Pope Francis did not take an authoritative stance. He stated that he leaves it to Biden's conscience, saying, let him talk to his pastor about this incoherence. No, 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 no. And I don't think Pope Francis is just confused either. I think this is the kind of revolution in Tiara and Cope being described by Malachi Martin and others in the 20th century. We have a pope who has intentionally made the doctrinal disciplinary and the disciplinary doctrinal, or, or traded them out insofar as he could fool people into believing that that surrogation was natural, real. It's not. It's a false surrogation. But he's made it intentionally, is what I'm attempting to say here. Catholic U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi regularly receives the Eucharist, but was recently barred from Holy Communion by her local bishop, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione of San Francisco. Despite this, Pelosi continued to receive Holy Communion at public masses since Cordelione's declaration, including notably at a papal mass on June the 29th. Feast of Saints Peter and Paul. When asked about this particular instance by which he defied Cordelione, the pontiff repeated one of his now familiar phrases, this is key, saying, when a pastor loses the pastoral dimension, he creates a political problem. I couldn't agree more. When a pontiff loses the sense, and I don't believe it's an honest mistake, for what constitutes the pastoral dimension, to, to spin Francis's own somewhat stupid platitude a little bit, he creates a giant political problem, a geopolitical problem. So Francis has lost the pastoral dimension, breaking his own rule, insofar as he has made the doctrinal disciplinary and the disciplinary doctrinal. Um, to be pastoral like a good father, goes in two different directions. With regard to the disciplinary, you can truly, truly, yeah, think about parenting. With regard to disciplines, the disciplines of your household, you can truly parent to the child, as crunchy boomers were always saying in the 80s and 90s. You can really form fit your parenting to the child when it comes to disciplines. When it comes to the doctrines of the household, pastoral care has a wholly different role, right? You cannot say that the rules are different for Joe Biden just because he's your perverted kid. You can't say that this old haggard hag, Nancy Pelosi, just because she's your daughter, has different rules, that they may violate canon law by receiving the Eucharist even though they're not allowed to. That is doctrine. That's not discipline. Now, being pastoral in that realm means you can break the bad news to them in ways that might help them to accept it. But you cannot go so far in changing your pastoral care as to violate the rules. Think about this again as a, as a parent. If you, we, we have seven kids. They all have their own temperament. And disciplinarily... Things can change around. Little, little, little items that can be fudged. Kid to kid. They don't all need the exact same bedtime, even at the exact same age. Some kids can handle it, others can't. That's a discipline. Doctrine. Do not hit first. Do not be the first one to start a fistfight. Don't even be the first one to shove. That doesn't get to vary. Kid to kid, boy to girl, old to young. 
that has to be a doctrine of the household. I sure, certainly hope it is for you too. So Francis doesn't follow his own advice, assuming that all these relatively basic natural law formulations are correct. The pastor lose, when a pastoral loses the pastoral dimension, he creates a political problem. Only last week, Pope Francis had weighed in on the recent overturning of Roe versus Wade and the prominent issue of pro-abortion politicians presenting themselves at communion. Echoing his 2021 comments, Francis spoke to Reuters in an almost identical matter, manner. When the church loses its pastoral nature, again with a, a, a slight spin on this same uh, phrase he always recurs to, when a bishop loses his pastoral nature, it causes a political problem. That's all I can say. Remember, the old tyrant, Francis, is quite fond of repeating this. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to throw out this vague turd of an answer. When the church loses its pastoral nature, when a bishop loses his pastoral nature, it causes a problem. That's all I can say. Or are you saying that the problem, Francis, is lies with Cordelione? For instance, or does it lie with Speaker Pelosi? Does the pro- let's say Cordelione was Biden's bishop as well. He's not. It's it's Gregory. But if if Cordelione, who has some cojones, were Biden's bishop and denied Biden, would you be saying that the political problem caused by a, a pastor or a bishop losing the pastoral nature would that be on the fault of Cordelione? or Biden and Pelosi. Tell us. Francis has mastered, to, to a very friendly softball pitching audience, uh, 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 world media, he's mastered saying one thing that can absolutely mean A or A prime. That's all I can say. And then, I mean, literally, I don't know whether he's saying that the political problem is call, caused by the good guy, Cordelione, or the bad guys. Pelosi and Biden. And he purposely rigs it up that way. Here's the bottom line. And LifeSite continues on to the bottom line in the next paragraph. However, Canon 915 of the Church's Code of Canon Law instructs those who have been excommunicated or interdicted after the imposition of or declaration of the penalty and others obstinately persevering in manifest grave sin are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. That is very clear. Now, The Pope knows he's above even the canon law. But he's not above the supernatural law inscribed into divine revelation, where Paul says it two or three times. A sinner, a mortal sinner, cannot receive communion. He's not above the natural law of what it is to defile or to desecrate something holy. Joe Biden, remember this now. Next paragraph in LifeSite. Joe Biden himself told reporters last year in Rome that in a private meeting, Pope Francis told him to keep receiving communion. And Pope Francis never denied that he said this. Is Biden a liar? I'm sure. But was he lying about this? I don't think so. Francis told him to keep receiving communion. Direct quote. Despite the politicians continued staunchly pro-abortion stance and support for LGBT Ideology. Biden told reporters that the subject of abortion did not come up during the meeting. That's a little strange because 
why would Francis even bring up, hey, keep receiving Holy Communion. Biden, the old wretch, I'm sure receives every week whether or not he's gone to confession. I don't even know if he goes to confession. But he's certainly not making good confessions or examinations of conscience because he's um, stumping this very week to keep as many babies in utero dying in America as they have been the last 49 years under Roe, even though now Roe's overturned. So he's not just, he's, he's repudiated, Biden has, the old sort of cop-out incoherence that he and Pelosi and other pro-abortion politicians have spouted over the last 49 years, where they said, look, I don't like abortion, I'm kind of not involved, it's just not the government's role to regulate. All that garbage? Well, now he's getting actively involved. I, 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 yes, I know. I never bought that he wasn't involved before because he's a passive endorser. But assuming arguendo, that they're trying to be honest before, well, now they've contradicted that dictum. Pope Francis has noted his opposition to abortions of late. That's good. Everyone's surprised if Francis says two and two is four, even on really basic matters. Telling Reuters that the procedure was like hiring a hitman he said that three times by my count, in remarks uh, reminiscent of his 2018 condemnation of abortion. And, and by the way, what he means by hiring a hitman is one of his most insightful statements as Pontiff. This is something that even Trump hasn't had the sack to acknowledge, or he does, and then he backs off. Hiring well, a hitman. No, no, what conservatives even, even talk about this? Yeah. Besides Francis, so good for him on this. Now, he's in, he only backs it up incoherently, or he waffles, as he has with regard to making it easier for abortion politicians or abortion procurers to go about their life without repudiating their grave mortal sin. I know, but good for him for saying it. There's only one way this analogy abortion hiring a hitman works it's to condemn the mothers the hitmen are the doctors the secondary conspirators but the murderers are the mothers amen Amen. and so few people will touch that i mean even on the far right on the far catholic right i i told you before i've i got into it on taylor marshall's show with uh abby johnson on that issue now it sounds like she's come around no credit given to yours truly, but um, she's come around on that. That's good. That is a most insightful thing I think Francis has said, and it's, it's still relatively obvious. But the point is here to highlight that Francis, for once, is not trying to run from the obvious. He's trying to throw a little more light on it. A mother who aborts her child, even if she's 12, right? The age of reason is eight when you start mortal sinning. And, and so people say, what about 12-year-old? Okay, that's, that's not typical. The average age of abortions like 20 or something, you know? So, but yes, even in the boundary conditions, as long as somebody's older than eight, it's murder. So Francis has been very strong in that regard. However, his record on welcoming pro-abortion personalities to the Vatican undermines his argument. He just has a million friends. Emma Bonino, Italy's leading abortionist from a few years back, was invited back and forth. Jeffrey Sachs, some people say, was uh, unaccredited ghost author on Laudato Si. Huge abortion proponent. 
all the UN goons. Uh, Ban Ki-moon of the UN, friends with Francis, very tight with him. And he's a huge proponent of abortion. Only a few days ago, the Vatican announced that it would join the pro-abortion Paris Climate Agreement. So what was Francis saying about incoherences? <laughs> he has a philosophical incoherence at the canker at the heart of what he says about abortion. The Paris Climate Agreement, LifeSite points out, is an agreement of which Francis has long been a supporter. So that's, that's it for today. I think this is basic enough stuff, but I do want you to be able to see that what is driving... I'm not talking about lib calves, left calves. They're morons. They're circular squares. They're as dumb as Catholic feminists, right? No one takes them seriously. They're a joke. Convert them if you can, but they're probably inconvertible because of the canker on their heart, the canker on their brain. I'm talking about good men, nice men that, that did good work for the church, like a Steve Skojek, people who I like. These men have been driven away from the church by Francis's, I believe, intentional inversion of doctrine and discipline, treating A as B and B as A. It lies at the heart of the Sankt Gallen Mafia program, by the way, treating doctrine as discipline, particularly moral theology doctrine as discipline that can vary Poland to Germany. Think about communion for the divorced and civilly remarried. In Poland, you can't get it. In Germany, you can. Even in 2015, 2016, that was the case. And treating discipline, the TLM, everybody besides the baby boomers pretty much wants the TLM. This is not a niche issue anymore. Treating it as doctrine, no, you can't get it. You can't get it. And in Traditionis Custodis from nearly a year ago, by the way, Francis insinuated strongly that there are more interdicts, more harsh interdicts to come that haven't yet been promulgated. But that's another thing we have to stop doing as people that love the TLM. We have to stop treating it like we're this little niche. And we have to accept in one way that I think we're winning. Everybody, aside from and even a lot of baby boomers. But aside from the baby boomers, I'd say it's over half of the people you talk to, whether you're talking to Zoomers, Millennials, Gen X. A lot of Gen X fell away from the church because of Vatican II and Vatican II-type reforms because they're such faith-killing measures. But if you talk to Gen Xers, they'll go, oh, yeah, I used to go to church. I love the TLM. I love it. I mean, it was cool. But the church doesn't believe in it, and I kind of stopped believing in that stuff like Tooth Fairy or Santa Claus. So, But yeah, the TLM's beautiful. So I'm, I'm counting that as a win for us, right? So we have to stop as parish orphans, retrogrades, trads, whatever you want to call it, hoarding this thing and treating it like it's a niche issue. Everyone knows, everyone with half a brain knows the TLM is just way better than the Novus Ordo. This is not a live issue. If someone says they believe the Novus Ordo is better, they're either lying because they think they have to do that, like a, a J2P2 robot. They think that's what you do to sound holy. It's putting on moral garb. Or they're just on the other side, and they, they know that this is leading people away from the church and they're Luciferians. That's a strong position to take, but it's mine. 
So this very inversion is very important because it's causing the faithful to lose faith. You can't cause the faithless to lose faith. The left Caths aren't Catholic. But I resent Francis's incoherence here because it's an incoherence that plays on the incoherence of abortion and it plays on it in a way that's averse to his words about it. We will prevail. We will prevail. Somehow... Don't get black-pilled. Stay white-pilled. Stay close to our Lord. Hug your family. Go to Mass. Take care. God bless you all. Deus vult. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit.